Oh, hello there. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Poo Finger Podcast. What you are about to hear is the origin story of the Poo Finger legend, recorded in our very first session many, many moons ago. Uh, the recording itself was pretty rough, and I'd never edited anything before, so I apologise up front for the choppy, choppy dialogue. I've tried my best to clean it up with my now superior skills. So sit back and enjoy an epic tale filled with ups and downs and some laughs along the way, and finally learn the not-so-secret story of how the Poo Finger podcast came to be. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Whoa! was pulled the horses down the beach. Finger podcast. The skipper's brain and the is Mr. Lee. Poo Podcast. Been talking nonsense is something you wish. Poo Finger Podcast. Listen right now to hear him talking pish. Poo Finger Podcast. Right, you boys ready? Yeah. Now I am. <laughs> <laughs> so this tale starts many, many, many moons ago. It was September in 1996, and an 11-year-old me had just made the move up to secondary school. Every morning, I paid my 20p and ride the bus to school. It was here that I spotted an odd-looking fellow sitting on the bench seat in front of the bus. 20p for the bus. Oh, I yes. always thought it was 30p, but 20p, it don't matter. Back it in the days. Do you know what it is now? 28 years ago. <laughs> fucking three quid. Oh. For, for like a, a single. It's mad. That's that, mad. That is insane. That's pure chaos, and it's like nearly a fiver for a day pass. Well, this was 20p for the confidence bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, but this was a school bus, not like yeah, a school regular bus. bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bottle of Elbow. <laughs> Confidence bus, that's ironic. Yes, you're right. Oh, <laughs> school buses. Uh, Sorry, we're on a tangent of buses already. <laughs> <laughs> the Beaver bus. Oh, yes. Oh, ride, ride the Beaver. Beaver. Ride the Beaver that does all the, like, the OAP runs and the school runs. It's like nearly 600 quid a year. You buy like a year ticket and it's you can only use it in very specific times. Like if you get the school one, you can only use it once in the morning, once in the afternoon, on like Monday to Friday. That's insanity. And when it's like school holidays, you can't use it. That's amazing. That's absolute madness. Yeah. And they changed the the slogan on the side from Ride the Beaver to Catch the Beaver. Like, that's only bad. Though. Yeah, exactly. Just why have you got a beaver in there in the first place? <laughs> why is that even in the equation? Considering our, our city is, like, renowned for foxes. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the, there's no beavers bar zoos. In, in in our country. And to me, you can even find that further. I don't think beavers are native, native to this isle, are they? No, I think <laughs> the, the closest that we've got is yeah. Canada. Like continent. Well, it's Canada, isn't it? Like Canada's part of the Commonwealth. That's <laughs> about yeah, the, the closest time. Yeah. It's probably the only reason we have them in the first place. <laughs> it was here that I spotted an odd-looking fellow sitting on the bench at the front of the bus. He sat there, arms crossed on the top of his large, curiously full backpack. Grinning like a Cheshire cat and nodding a hello at people boarding the old confidence double decker. <laughs> you would totally fucking do that. <laughs> you can picture it, can't you? Wrapped around each wrist, he proudly wore red and white sweatbands with MUFC embroidered on the sides. His hair was recently freshly buzzed by his mum, and his face was as round as a dinner plate. I remember wondering, who is this strange creature? Where did he come from? Why is his head so fucking round? 
but I walked on by. I wasn't brave enough to attempt sitting upstairs with the bigger boys or at the back with the cool kids. So I sat in the middle. As the bus rolled on its daily route, as usual, it stopped to pick up kids and each one was greeted with a nod and a mumble from the odd little fella at the front of the bus. At one of the stops, a much older, much taller, chavvy kid got on and exclaimed, Yes, Kempin! and reached out his long, gangly arm for a fist bump from the enthusiastic little guy who instantly obliged. Kempin. I had a name. <laughs> Smiles and nods were exchanged, but just as this seemingly pleasant chav was heading upstairs with the other bigger boys, he turned to Campin and shouted, Oi, Campin! Do it! Do the voices! And without hesitation, the strange little creature opened his mouth and said, I am Cornholio! (laughs) And he tipped me for my bunghole! The chavvy kid laughed and ran up the stairs to his buddies. It was one of the best impersonations I'd heard up until that point, and a moment I would never forget. It was a year later when I befriended this camping guy, after being placed into his class for my second year. We became the best of friends for decades, and went on many adventures together, including the now infamous Amsterdam trip. But that is a tale for another time. This shit's going to be long enough as it is. Buckle up, boys. Fast forward to a little over a decade, and I was now 24 years old and got the opportunity, purely by luck, to join my first band, a rock covers band called Guilty Pleasures. My love for performing was born, and we played many, many gigs together. Pubs, birthday parties, weddings, all the rest of it. As my experience grew, I started to try new things. I joined an originals band and started writing lyrics, and also joined another covers band known as The Rebels. Eventually, I left Guilty Pleasures to follow my dream of making it big and put out ads on various musician sites. Uh, One day, I received a reply from a guy who had a metal band that was looking for a singer. The band was Alpha State, and this is where the Poofinger story truly begins. Now, I'm not a metal guy. I'm not down with screaming. I'm a classic rock guy, and though I appreciate the musicianship and talent these metal guys have, the heaviest I tend to go is Guns N' Roses or ACDC. Iron Maidens are touched too far, I'd say. For me, as far as my taste in heavy music goes, no, I think Iron Maiden should be a benchmark. Not for me. I'm talking about my taste. I, I don't like Iron Maiden. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, I mean, you're wrong. But you oh know. yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even when it is completely wrong. Because they're obviously massive and mega popular, but just not my cup of tea. I say we've got our own jet, man. <laughs> you like bands that have got our own jet. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> Did you know, a little bit of trivia, side topic, Aerosmith in the 70s went to uh, Steve Tyler and Joe Perry went to go shop for their first private plane. And, uh, <laughs> My plane. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking this like I'm reading this script. But um, yeah, yeah so they went, uh, they took a dude uh, that they knew that sold them uh, loads of drugs and was also had a pilot's licence. Okay. And was like, we'll take him along to go check out the planes that we go look at. And uh, it was when they first started making it big. And so they got to the airport. I'm going to take away with cocaine and go shopping yeah. for a plane. <laughs> the salesman's like, oh, this is the one you want. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's really, really cool. And the pilot guy's like, nah, don't get that And they're like, why not? He's like, I've had a look at it and I checked it out. And I don't think that's a good plane. I've got a bad feeling about it. They're like, all right, then fuck it. So they fucked it off, went and bought another plane, found the one they liked. He approved it, they took it. The original plane that they first went to see that they wanted to buy was the plane that Lyndon Skinner bought and crashed in and died. Wow. Dodged a bullet. Always trust your drug dealer. That is the moral exactly. of the story. If your drug dealer's got a bad feeling, you've you got to trust that feeling. Yeah. 
I, I think maybe we, we can maybe expand that a little bit to uh, just trust people on cocaine. But they all seem to make the best decisions. Although I think that was um, crystal meth they were doing back then. Oh, could have been. Blue, yeah. blue, Even better. Blue yeah. crystal meth. Blue crystal meth was Steve Tyler's favourite. In Heisenberg. <laughs> yeah. It was his favourite. That was his favourite. He used to keep it in the freezer so no one would rob it. That <laughs> makes sense. How else is he going to stay blue? Exactly. Yeah. Apparently he had to keep it in the freezer because at room temperature it melts. <laughs> it's, like, it's that crazy. Well, just, yeah, that's even better. Right? Just drink it. That's far too complicated yeah. for drug taking for me. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to keep it below a certain amount of degrees, otherwise it's going to be no good. Yeah, so what happens when you've got to smuggle it up your arse or an airport? <laughs> <laughs> On another time, uh, they left... Um, Leaking blue shit. Yeah, no, it's like, oh, no, no, it's just a slush puppy. It went straight through me. <laughs> Sound like Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, they were living together... Um, back in the early days it was Joe Crane with the drummer's birthday and like they made him like this massive fucking tray full of pot brownies like super strong ones and uh, so they put them on top of the fridge so the dog couldn't get them but uh, Joe Kramer's dog was a great Dane like, <laughs> got on top of the fridge and ate all the brownies and they came in and the dog was just passed out on the floor like, Joe Kramer got on the floor because he was fucked up as well and like, started cuddling the dog <laughs> but anyway I digress <laughs> So, I initially wasn't going to go meet this random stranger online, but me and my cousin Drew, who I lived with at the time, had to listen to a few demos he had recorded, and Drew convinced me to give it a go. They don't sound too bad for a Crash Bang Wallet band, but you can write your own shit and make it better. You know, you never know though. They could turn out to be full of shit, but you won't know unless you give it a go. What have you got to lose? Wise words from Drew. I pondered for all of five minutes before I thought, fuck it, why not? So I messaged this dude back and started learning the three songs he sent me by listening to them on repeat while reading the peculiar lyrics he sent me. The vocals were pretty challenging as they were at the very top of my usual range. This guy seemed pretty enthusiastic to get me to play and was very encouraging through his message uh, messages, but I still had my doubts. As you know, it could be a... Oops, I used his real name. I'm going to edit that out. Uh, for these purposes, his name is... Guitar guy, <laughs> but uh, we all know that a guitar guy could be a bit full on. Yes, what he wants to be. Uh, so audition day came around pretty quickly, and I wasn't feeling confident, but was ready to give it a blast. I rocked up with my luscious long hair blowing in the wind and half baked, as was my typical <laughs> tradition to have a little cheeky smoke before practicing gigs, especially for uh, first time meetings. I've got to like get on with people when I'm buzzing. Okay. So when they see me get buzzing, uh, they they know nothing untoward's <laughs> going to happen. And I'm just going to fucking melt into a sofa somewhere because I'll just be like, "Well, oh, I've been stoned the whole time. You know me." Would that still be classed as Dutch courage? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Technically, it's more Dutch courage than actual alcohol. Yeah, du- isn't it? Dutch courage. So I met the guys, had a little chat while we were setting up tried to explain to them that this type of music wasn't my forte and tried to lower their expectations of me in the hopes that they would start off doubting the decision to give me a go so that when I actually started singing they would think ah he's not as bad as he made himself out to be the band comprised of guitar guy drum guy and bass guy Mr Lee Neal your boy he's not all three he's he was the bass guy I made that sound like (laughs) you were playing all three roles. I'm a musical wonder. It was just me and one dude (laughs) who was playing all the instruments. Like an octopus. So we played for a while, and though I had a rocky start, I soon got into the swing of things and we started to gel. 
after the audition, which I seem to recall was well over an hour long. Pretty sure it was, wasn't it? It was two hours. Was it two hours? It two I, thought, hours. I thought it was longer than an hour. Typical guitar yeah. guy. Yeah. Like, you know, rather than like get someone down for a song or two. I was going to say, like, it's fucking yeah. intro. Any <laughs> other auditions I've done have been like 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh, yeah, because right. as, as you know, like, if someone's shit, you don't want them to hang around for another fucking two hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's so awkward. Yeah, and the amount of times we've had shit people turn up or people that like, weren't interested. Later guitar uh, drum guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Drum guy, it too. Just, Drumming. It was just painful. That, yeah. that last practice we ever oh, had when up. I made my mind up. Well, I'd say the second to last was even worse. I think that was the first time that drum guy ever sat on a drum kit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with his dusty cymbals. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That's a spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, drum, drum guy three was, was really bad. We might need to yeah. re-record this. <laughs> yeah, so the audition was well over an hour. We all stood outside and chatted for a while and got on really well. Guitar guy was telling me how his plan was to get a song called Save Yourself recorded and sold it to a video game developer in America and get on a tour supporting Bullet for my Valentine when they came to town. <laughs> Do you remember this? Was there any more? There was, I'm sure there was more promises. The Darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I love the Darkness. He, he thought we could get on with the Darkness. Yeah. I think I don't think he did send it in to him, but I think he just said that to make me happy. Yeah. I, I, I have to believe that the band have heard my song <laughs> that's the thing and, like when he says the darkness and him and bullet for my valentine well I didn't first drummer guy love bullet for my valentine yeah. you love him and I love the darkness yeah. the band that I've seen the most times live yeah. <laughs> so he was clearly looking back on it just just appealing to it saying yeah I've got connections that yeah can, uh, but I have to I have to believe <laughs> yeah, this is the thing you gotta take. I have to believe that it's true because it's like a proper rapper, you gotta do what? <laughs> yeah, but I like you know when you know it's bullshit. I can't believe it's bullshit. It has to be real. Because yeah. the thing is, with all guitar get guitar guys, they all they might not be nasty with it, but they all think they are guitar gods. Yes, and that like, but yeah, fuck with, with guitar with, guy one with, with Alfred guitar guy, he like actually had the chops to back it up. Like yeah, the playing ability, a fucking wizard, it, it, insane. <laughs> I want, like the best guitarist I've played with, and I've played like I've been really lucky. You, you have I'm, played with some good I've ones. I've played with some amazing guitarists like uh, John Rebel and uh, Guitar Guy Three. <laughs> no, no, Guitar Guitar Guy Number One, James Martin. I can name drop these guys because these guys are very famous. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> bad about those guys. Hopefully, oh, hopefully, I'm not going to say anything. Hmm bad about the guitar guy but we'll see as the story goes on yeah. all I'd say with guitar guys are the BMWs of the music world it's like most of them are absolute arseholes but every now and then it's like fair play mate <laughs> you know yeah. once the blue moon fair play let's just say with our state guitar guy he was awesome awesome most amazing guitarist I've ever played with in a band but it does come to a head eventually which is a shame but we'll get to that a little bit <laughs> later on <laughs> It was very convincing and he had me intrigued as to how we got these contacts and connections and whether this guy could actually pull off what he was promising. The guys had a brief conflab and returned to me uh, and asked me if I wanted to join the band. Awesome. I could see a lot of potential in these guys, so I said yes on the spot. I was now in Alpha State. I started regularly meeting up with Guitar Guy and we would sit and work on songs for hours. Either we had some, he had some already written that I'd try and help improve or I'd bring my own ideas and... He'd write an awesome riff to it. Every week, we would bring new ideas to the other guys at rehearsals and we'd quickly add a full set of material. In the meantime, while we were writing more songs and we were gigging all, all the prop, popular venues around Leicester, 
filling in the set list with a few covers and gradually swapping them out with original stuff until our set was pretty much all original songs. We recorded Save Yourself with a uh, well-known local producer, had it mixed and mastered, and guitar, guitar guy sent it off to the game developer. We were cooking on gas. We were starting to get popular and we were getting some pretty good exposure as we picked up steam. A lot of it, I think, was due to the fact that we weren't quite a metal band and not quite a rock band. We were like this odd, in-betweeny level. I know there's loads of genres of metal and rock and stuff, but I don't think we really sat in one lane, did we? No, I find it hard to pigeonhole us. Yeah, it was it was strange because it was metal riffs, melodic vocals, the lyrics were strange. Anyway... <laughs> So yeah, we had we had the heavy music and uh, with clean melodic vocals, which made us stand out from the other bands we played alongside. Oh yeah, we had some uh, some ballads as well. That that set us apart from like on metal mm. nights and things. Uh, so if it was a rock and indie night, we could we would sound the loudest and the heaviest. But if we were playing a screamy metal night, we would we would be breaking the noise, which would make us memorable. It was a brilliant formula, and the more we played, the better we got. When when we started cooking on on the live mm. shows, they were awesome. Yeah, I've, right. I've always said that you guys were the first sort of like I don't want really to say amateur band, but you know when you get like a proper band like a mainstream band or whatever that's actually already made it. But you guys were the first band that wasn't one of those bands that I would happily pay money to come see. If anyone else could fuck right off, <laughs> I've never seen a day someone decent enough. Oh, to, say, to, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I, I legitimately mean that. I'd yeah. say I'd say it was our strategy that paid off. Was the tight rehearsals, getting the songs as tight as we could, and grouping them together and stuff. Because mm. uh, mm. every other band, like, I've been to so many gigs that I've played uh, with Alpha State and with other bands, where the other dudes that go on or play a song stop, do nothing. Play a song, stop, mm. do nothing, and it's just, it's not engaging. Like, yeah. And for me as well, because I like to have my, my little bants in between songs and like have a little joke with the crowd and stuff and get them going a bit if you're stopping in, in between every song you quickly run out of shit to say to everyone yeah. and yeah. start repeating yeah. yourself and it's it just gets awkward so clumping them all together so like doing chunks of three songs at a time and having them blend smoothly into each other without any fannying around because another thing is like oh we've played that song we've got to stop and wait for the guitarist to retune his guitar play another <laughs> song oh wait he's got to down tune it again and go back to, and like doing that that adds to the time so having like playing all like things that we did like playing all the songs that are in the same key or like had a quick drop down tuning like a one string so like and keeping the keeping the flow going mm. like it just kept everybody there because each song was different but you've done your music admin yeah yeah like it was, as you say it was polished yeah it was thought out like we spent so much time fucking putting that set list together we tried all these different combinations and yeah ended up where we had the first it was the first two songs yeah we did two songs you spoke and we did the third they were in one tuning and then yeah. once you finished that third that's when you'd introduce the ballad so as you're introduced it would quickly tune up yeah oh yeah that was right so, and yeah, then was... after the ballad then you'd do like you know you know the last bit of admin you know where yeah. blah, 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 you know find his own blah 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 I'd give it the old oh yeah right I'll just Doing well, good night. We're off to blah blah. It's um, our last song. Well, yeah, just all like. Just slow it down now. Going into the ballads, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just gonna slow it down now and mm. like just like so grab someone real close, start touching them on the penis, <laughs> whether you're male or female. <laughs> I'll just like just say just yeah. random shit to the crowd and just like making making people laugh, and then uh, 
Yeah, the, the ballad of, like, Keep. start playing his plinky plonky shit. Keep. The fucking guitar guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bleep all this shit out. <laughs> so yeah, guitar guy started doing his plinky plonky stuff. And uh, yeah, just, and the thing that I really loved about the gigs was like, we put, like, you'd have bands go on that if people weren't interested in, like people that, like, bands would bring people with them. Mm. And like, if they go on first, all the people will be filling the place up and then when they're finished they'll go and sit in the smoking area and all, yep. the, all the little fan, <laughs> fannies will follow them in and so the room empties so the next band that song's got fuck all to play to and I remember there was a time at the shed that we were playing that exact thing happened to us we were like middle billing and just everyone had fucked off like the first two bands had been on and everyone they brought were all out in the smoking area or gone to other bars and stuff and uh, we started playing and like went straight into Save, Save Yourself without an introduction or anything, just fucking smashing it. And uh, I just remember by like the third song, I think it was, pe- the people that were hanging out with the other bands started like slowly trickling into the, <laughs> yeah. into the shed. And yeah. we were just like, yeah, we, we got them there because we had all the songs so tightly compact. Because another thing is, in between songs, if you're waffling, people just start walking out mm. and just wandering off. So you just fucking got to smash them with a triple bomb to the face. And that's just, we kept them there. Like, I remember we filled, filled that room up, didn't we? Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was people magical. were coming in off the street. Like, yeah, Because they could that. hear it from outside. And, and was, oh. You were being modest. It wasn't like three songs yeah. in. It was literally by the end of the first one, we'd brought everyone out of the smoking area. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the first one. And then by like two and three, people were coming in off the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a good night. That was a good night. That was a really good night. And game. I always said to Guitar Guy, like, the best spot on a, on a five-act bill is second or third. Mm. Because although, like, you've not got a full room because everyone's gone outside, they haven't gone home yet. Yeah. yeah. All moved on to the next yeah. bar. Um, yeah. But what Guitar Guy did was he did the very rookie thing of getting caught up in the whole main event. Yeah, headliner. You get to headline. We're going to headline every gig. Yeah. Like, no, mm. we don't want to do that. When I was in a previous band, the the singer the singer guy and guitar guy really kept falling for that, and mm. yeah, played to so many empty rooms because you're not getting on until like fucking midnight, yeah, one o'clock. Because you always got some dickhead indie band that thinks the fucking the Gallagher brothers, so they mm-hmm. finish and then they just like chuck the guitars down, everything feedback in, and they're fucked off to the smoking area. Everything. <laughs> no, pack your shit up. I gotta get on. Every game like that, <laughs> we got four or five bands on. It's always gonna run late because yeah. there's gonna be malfunctions and stuff and yeah. like and like say just people being dicks like you have people playing sometimes five songs more than they, they're supposed yeah. to after they've been told to get off some musicians are so full of themselves yeah. like, I like I like the fact one of the top selling points for us was we're all nice guys <laughs> yeah. and chat and we'd go on second or third and we'd stay to the end mm. and like talk to all the bands yeah, you got there. a network yeah, and just like, and so we became known as a friendly band. We yeah. started getting really popular, like amongst other musicians, like playing uh, Soundhouse and things mm. like that. We had like the feature set in Soundhouse, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, just just stuff like that. But like, so many bands are just like, we are the band. Yeah, like we'll do whatever we want. Like fucking, there's just absolute balance and full of it. And you just think, even though we put all the hard work in and make the effort. Dickheads like that are the ones that fucking get somewhere because <laughs> they just don't give a shit and they'll just do whatever it takes. It is you, yeah. you fucking ball bag. That time it was me. Kemper knows everyone a beer, no, including the listeners. The exact same noise that happened last time. Stop. 
You, you mean we said, yeah, I think I might be me, referring <laughs> yeah. to yourself. But the only reason why I thought it might be me and wasn't sure was because my tablet doesn't make that sound. But on this occasion it did. So, on that occasion, sorry, it did. That, sorry, that exactly occasion. Uh, this time that was me. Don't anyway, anyway this is supposed to be an intro, isn't it? Yeah, coming at me, coming in with your aggression. <laughs> Come on, let's wrap, wrap this intro up. Oh, mm. it's not an intro. This is this the is the first. origin. Oh, we're on the this, origin. This is the yeah, origin this story. This is the origin of the poofing. This is the okay. tale of the poofinger. So we're this just is a long line of yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah we are. <laughs> we are sidetracked a little bit. There's more pages to go. I've got, <laughs> got six more. Fucking hell. Yeah. Is our Triple origin six. really that deep? Two, two and a half more pages. We've been through one and a half. Okay. Wow, you got some editing to do, man. I think I might edit it uh, and save like half for another episode and do it in like a series, or maybe even like cut it into thirds. I don't know. We'll see. Just don't even edit. Just literally edit the levels and release it. (laughs) This is the podcast. We spent spent an hour trying to tell our origin. Kept we going off on tangents. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? See you next week for more absolute <laughs> twat waffle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll faith, it'll, it'll gain some traction somewhere. <laughs> Your mum will gain some traction somewhere. Well, cheers, mate. I'll, I'll tell her, yeah. <laughs> I need to. I've already got a speed dial. Oh, OK. Cool. Right, uh, anyway. I hope it's number one, because she deserves no less. Oh, no, she's she's great. She's number two. Oh, man. Am I number one? <laughs> yeah, you're number <laughs> okay. Booty Edit that, edit that. That, that is the noise that we're going to use to differentiate <laughs> segments. <laughs> just... Or whatever that noise do, was. Like, do a pitch change on it. So it's like... <laughs> 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 yeah, even though you chocolate rained it, I don't think it's going to do much. I think it's going to... You might score all of that. <laughs> Did you almost do a Francis Rossi? <laughs> blow my set to that. Yeah. <laughs> right. The next step was recording the EP and picking up the momentum with an EP launch. We got the studio time booked in and the same producer we had before and we recorded four more original songs. But, as always with life, a spanner was thrown into the works when we had Sack Drum Guy. Original Drum Guy. <laughs> I can't remember the exact details, but I'm pretty sure he'd done something dickish. That we couldn't let slide, but that was it. Yeah, pretty much. We needed a new drum guy. Yeah, I can't remember the exact details off the top of my head. Was it what I think it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love team anyway. Um, funny story, I, I, I can't remember if you were in the band then, but I used to really like picking on his parents. Did you, <laughs> did you sit at the front? You, yeah, but they'd like sit on the side with his weird misses and they'd just keep themselves to themselves and like yeah. they'd, they'd go and say hi it. but I'd go and sit in the middle of them and it's like hey guys what's oh, going oh. on like, how's your day been and then I remember one gig like I'd just do that sit with them for like 20-30 minutes it was so funny because they did not want me there and that just made me do it even more <laughs> yeah but um, they, they, they turned up on a motorbike <laughs> what three of them or four two of them mum and dad turned up on a motorbike and I think I think girlfriend was in the boot of the car when he drove her in. 
Of course you are. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah, so they rock up on this motorbike, proper midlife crisis one, fucking boxes everywhere, you know, like proper touring, spent a go all around France and shit. It even had an alarm on it. Oh, amazing. And so they'd boot the alarm and go in. And I'd go over to it, fucking shake it. <laughs> so then they come out and I'd like quickly run out. And it was there. Um, do you remember when Stay Free was a venue? Was it yes. Lock 42? Yeah. Yeah, so they'd have to like come all the way out and they'd like turn the bike off. They're looking around. And I'm just there, like, I'm gonna fag or whatever. Like, they go back in, and like, shake it again, shake it, shake it, shake it. And they come back out, I did it all night. And we were headlining as well, so we were there from like six o'clock in the evening to about one in the morning. It's every like 10, 15 minutes and run out and shake the bike. Didn't we play the last ever gig at Lot 42 before I we think, closed it? I think we did. I'm sure we did. Yeah, I remember that being an odd night. That was, yeah, because that was with that glam rock spoof band. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they tried to recruit me. Awesome. Uh, now, for our audio listeners, um, <laughs> I'm a rather large gentleman. Um, I would not look yeah. good in spandex <laughs> looking like Motley Crue circa 85. Like. <laughs> you should have done it, just put a massive cucumber down. <laughs> yeah, from spinal tap it. Cucumber wrapped in foil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I nearly did, I did, yeah, that was the only thing that put me off, was I'd have to dress up in women's clothing, and uh, that wouldn't would be nice. <laughs> I had to wear a morph suit once for a Halloween gig, and was quite conscious of the old bits and pieces so I stuffed a pair of socks down there it was a blatant pair of socks as well it's a good kick there was it because you left them in like a little cardboard bit with a hook on top yeah. Yeah. and that plastic tag because yeah. yeah. it, it was a pack of seven <laughs> so we need a new drum guy so guitar guy did his thing and got online in search of a new drummer we needed someone fast that could learn our material to not only make the record with us, but also jump in and play all the gigs that we had booked. Finding a good musician is fairly easy, but finding one that isn't also a complete twat waffle, that's nearly impossible. But Guitar Guy did it. He found a man. His name was Sir Adam of the Obed, and he asked him to audition. It'll be a right name drop. <coughs> He's having one. He's- okay. A core okay. member of the town of the Pooh Finger, man. Okay, I'm, I'm, he's, I'm he's the reason yeah. we are called the Pooh Finger. Yes. Yeah, but that is true. Yeah, you know, I just didn't want to officially. He know. made it official. Yeah. So, Sir Adam of the Obed wasn't exactly what uh, any of us were picturing. I think that's safe to admit. <laughs> uh, when I think of metal drummers, I get the mental image of a big sweaty dude with long greasy hair <laughs> and an attitude problem. But Sir, but Sir Obed could not have been farther than what I, my mind was portraying. This guy was wearing a polo shirt, tracksuit bottoms, trainers, and finished it off with a gold chain. <laughs> he had short black hair, was chewing gum, and had a co- cockney accent. He was also a drum and bass guy, and wasn't really into metal at all. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Fair statement yeah. from my memory. Well, I think he dabbled. Yeah, he dabbled in, in a lot of different things. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was eclectic. I think it would yeah. be a good word for it's his... my favourite word. But his, uh, yeah, definitely his wheelhouse was like drum and bass, garage. And yeah. Mm. He loves his garage. Drum so, and bass, uh, is that the right one? Me and Mr. Yeah, Lee, yeah, yeah. we looked at each other and I'm pretty sure that we were thinking the same thing. This will be interesting. We've <laughs> 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 got two and hours it, with this guy. And it was. It was very interesting. The guy was fucking awesome. 
We smashed through Save Yourself, and I think he only slipped up on a couple of beats. It was a near-perfect playthrough. Then, ah, fucking lightweight. <laughs> fucking lightweight. <laughs> then he complained about how the original drum guy played the beat on the recording and insisted he could make it sound better. Guitar guy was against it, as he was very proud of the recording. He didn't want anything changing in any way. He wanted it playing exactly how original drum guy had recorded it. I insisted we give it a go and see him. And yeah, do you want to put your reading glasses on? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> my eyes have gone blurry. The, the pinch out, zoom in. So me and Lee, we insisted uh, that we give it a go and see. And unfortunately for guitar guy. It was fucking brilliant. And Mr. Lee so and me also said so. So we played the rest of the auditions slash practice. And by the end, Sarah Obed could pretty much play our entire set. We went to the car park for a chat. Now, as we were talking, Sarah Obed started rummaging around in the trunk of his BMW. As he was searching for something, me and Mr. Neil sparked up our after practice car park doobies. Guitar guy didn't smoke. Uh, just for the record, uh, it was just me, me and Mr. Lee smoking the doobies in the car park. I can edit that out if you want. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember that when he turned around, Sir Adam also had a huge ganj stick in his mouth. <laughs> ah! The next thing I was going to ask was if you guys would be okay if I smoked weed all the time. <laughs> Guess that answers my question. That's a, a very terrible impression of Sir Adam of the Obed. Wasn't uh, right. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not my finest hour. The, the, I've got a cold. Yeah, it's a bit real, which yeah, again, <laughs> it was in the ballpark. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. what you were going for. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll refine it if I ever have to yeah. do another one. Just overdub yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Again, I just want to reiterate, thank you for inviting us both over when you're ill to sit in a small, confined space with you. Hey, I'm yeah. at least four feet away from both of you guys. <laughs> And I've made sure of that throughout the evening. It's probably it's three feet best. Yeah, I'm not sneezing in your guys' direction. I sneeze into my sneezing blanket hanging from the ceiling. Oh, that's what that is. It looks yeah. very similar to other blankets I've seen in your house. It's like a comrade. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't look at the back. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, the other side's business. Do you ever get too confused? Well, I don't know about these guys, but it's a yes from me. Mr. Neil nodded his head in agreement. Looks like you're in, says Guitar Guy. And with that, we found our new drummer. We had found the missing piece to our special little formula. We started rehearsing straight away and sounded better than ever. The more we played, the tighter we got. But paying for rehearsal rooms can get quite pricey when you are playing two to three hours twice a week. Sometimes, if we had a gig going on. Mm. <clears throat> and, uh, and we all had to drive there and back as well. It's got so much expense. fucking aggro in my house. <laughs> yeah, it's just a ball ache. But... Sir Obed told us that he had an electric kit and a PA set up in a room of his house. I won't say which room, for privacy purposes. <laughs> which house? <laughs> or which house. Yeah. Or where the general area yeah. in which he lives. Yeah. For it is a secret <laughs> location, much like the location we are in, a.k.a. the Dad Cave, a.k.a. the Daddy Castle, a.k.a. Oh, Daddy PF. Castle sounds like my bar near the airport. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> The Daddy Castle. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not king shaming or anything, but it's just I don't know. I just <laughs> it feels uncomfortable. Nothing, yeah, don't don't start getting kinky with it because that's what my little girls call it. Because I have them out here to have my cigarettes. 
Oh, there okay. you go. They say daddy's at the daddy castle. I'm, I'm <laughs> just saving that on every context behind all this. Yeah, before it starts getting weird. Yeah. We're gonna sexy. We're going to come around next week and build turrets on the top. <laughs> right. A couple of little flags on the top of unicorns on. That instantly <laughs> pictured actual gun turrets on the top <laughs> instead of castle turrets. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's the first thing that pops into my head. Put a Sam site on your room. Yeah. <laughs> Take out some planes. Like a couple of 50 cows on the corners. That's like them beaches and all. Out <laughs> he said uh, we could offer he offered us free use of it whenever we wanted might as well I could record our practices as well so we don't miss any of the random stuff we play and forget about fucking brilliant up until then I'd been recording rehearsals on my phone and it sounded fucking awful <laughs> so bad recording and rehearsal on your phone when you're in the middle of a like concrete room ridiculous uh, so yeah, this way we would all be plugged into his PA and recorded clearly onto his computer without having any thunderous dr- drums booming over everything else like on my own tinny recordings. So a plan was set. Every Tuesday, we would meet at Sir Obed's abode, rain or shine, <laughs> smoke. Obed's abode. <laughs> and have a little smoky smoke uh, bef- like when we got there, chat shit for an hour or so, sometimes three <laughs> 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 sometimes not practice at all yeah, that, that was quite rare yeah and then uh, we'd crack on and we'd jam our balls off with no time constraints and then if need be we could cram extra rehearsals in if a gig was coming up for nothing it's fucking perfect it was so good so one night during our pre-rehearsal smoke and waffle sesh I brought up a random subject and put a question forward to the rest of the guys when you take a massive dump and start the clean-up after, don't you find it really fucking annoying when you accidentally get shit on your hands? Everybody looked at me like I'd just shanked their grandma. Because, because every time I drop a deuce, I always end up with a poo finger. Everyone laughed. And like now. Yeah, I felt a bit flat. Punchline. So it took a while to, to get the chuckle. Uh, right. I'm there for you. But everyone laughed at the time because it was quite spontaneous and random. And uh, we had a good chuckle about it and we just moved on, forgot about it. It was just a daft throwaway joke that made us all giggle for a bit. For what, But for one person in particular, it stuck. Now, Sir Obed has quite an addictive personality, I think it's fair to say. And he tends to dwell on a lot of things that a lot of other people don't. A great example of this was my throwaway joke about getting a pooey finger, <laughs> which he thought was so amusing, he renamed the title of our Facebook Messenger chat to Poo Finger. <laughs> this well, soon became a running good. joke with the band, and Tuesdays became forever known as Poo Finger Club. <laughs> the legend of the Poo Finger was born. By this point, I know what you're thinking. What about the strange little goblin from the start oh. of the story? I was thinking that. Yeah, Hello. don't worry, because he becomes relevant right about now. I introduced Kemp to the guys at a gig we were playing, if I remember rightly. I can't remember what gig exactly. One of the early ones, probably not long after. Probably, probably the first shed. one I played with you guys. Yeah. And everyone loved him instantly. Hey. Now, Kempin is a, guy, a great guy, but doesn't really have any hobbies apart from playing Rocket League and scrolling through Reddit, chuckling at pictures of people being maimed and horrifically injured. Yeah, that's and good fair. I like football manager as well. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you do you, man. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a validation I've been looking for all my life. 
<laughs> this one is. It's just an online therapy session now. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, episode 300. <laughs> oh, okay. If, if we ever get that far, but yeah, okay. That's what we'll be recording next week. So um, with the length of okay. the story, I think it's going to be about that many chapters before we get to doing the actual podcast. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Mate, yeah. I know you've been saying, like, oh, I want to do it. We'll keep it condensed for about an hour. Like that, you know this. Because as soon as these mics are live, fucking everyone, we've all got shit to say. And the next thing you know, we'll, we'll be two hours in. Easy. It's going to be hard editing. But I think that hour mark, I think, get that out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think I could do it. This is the number one episode yeah. of the greatest show that's yeah. ever been recorded onto the is it, interwebs. It, it's, it's Pilot is often episode zero, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Episode zero. I thought it was because we're all so high. high. <laughs> <laughs> so every now and then, I'll come up with an idea or two for Cap because of his lack of hobbies. And interests. Cheers, mate. <laughs> in a lot of things. Not hobbies and interests. Yeah, but I'm not interested in football manager. Besides that, I'm talking about something worthwhile, man. Oh, okay, something right, you yeah. can be passionate about. Okay, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Carry on. I came out. So this is coming out really harsh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's online therapy. You build me up, break me down, just to build me up, back up again. It's like being in the Marines. <laughs> Did I'm you say we're sponsored by BetterHelp? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You might have to be. Yeah. I'm going to come out of this with a shaved head and like, some sort of fierce mentality. <laughs> so this particular idea was for him to come along and film the gigs at the rehearsals as a sort of hairy videographer slash documentarian. <laughs> this way he could hang out with the band capture loads of footage, and then he could learn how to edit videos and audio so he could make vlogs and music videos to the tracks to the, on the upcoming EP for us to upload to our YouTube channel for, like, promotion and things, some promotional materials. Uh, so I put it forward to the guys, and everyone agreed it was a good idea making count the unofficial fifth member of the band. He was there for every practice. Like Yoko in this uh, situation. You were, you were, like, there in the yeah. background. You were the fifth Beatle. Well, I always oh. thought you were more like... Back to the I made reference, you're more of like the Eddie. You know, I, like the I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'll go for that. No offense to Yoko, but you know. So, no, Yoko's a dick. We <laughs> 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 kept there, all rehearsals, rain or shine, and uh, filming away in the corner, and then uh, there at the gigs too, getting all the footage in. It was good. Good times. Everything was falling into place. We recorded the EP, I made the logo for the cover. And we had a semi-successful EP launch at the Musician in Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> I say semi-successful. Optimistic. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, even though we were bigging ourselves up about how awesome we were doing earlier, when it came to the EP launch, there was a lot of uh, spanners in the works that <laughs> caused a lot of uh, disappointments, shall we say. I'd probably say that was the start of our downfall. Yeah, well, but, but launch. Did cause some tension. <laughs> that, that, the EP itself caused uh, some friction. Yeah, um, but that launch was fucking hilarious. Yeah, we could have recovered it with the launch, but it was still a decent night. Well, we had our own beer. How cool was that? I know. Oh, it yeah. was awesome. It was all right. Um, our promoter was shit as well. They they did oh, nothing. Yeah. We won't mention names. No. We don't want to shout we'll, people, we'll, we'll keep names and pronouns yeah, out. Only people that were there will remember who, <laughs> who promoted <laughs> it anyway, which wasn't the there, there amount was, of people we were, no. we were hoping for. <laughs> I don't even think they put a poster up. 
<laughs> uh, we did it on ourselves, didn't we? Yeah. Like the day before. Yeah. <laughs> when we realised there was no posters anywhere. I was... <laughs> it was so awkward, though, the fucking... The opening band that we had was fronted by our old singer that we kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't know until he turned up. Yeah. It was... uh, That that was awkward. It was a rough ride that night. It had ups and downs. There were some really good bits and some stonking the badness. We took the disasters in our stride. We fucking laughed it off big time. We still do now. We took the hits. Because like, it was just so ridiculous. Like, yeah, just it just to, we'll, it, we'll leave the details out. Yeah, it kind the, of ended up into a glo- in a glorified rehearsal session with a with a crowd. In the end, we had like, a fucking special guest. And it was, it was yeah. your pilot. <laughs> but just like we we're, were bummed out by the lack of promotion and like the. Cause, cause we've we had meetings with them, right? Yeah, we were, yeah. we were getting a buzz of people like really enjoying all, all the shit that we were doing. Couldn't, like we had regulars coming to gigs, didn't we? Like the people that were singing some of the yeah. lyrics back. Complete, eventually. complete strangers, my Str- yeah, strangers like singing lyrics that I've written. Yeah. Like that, these people that I don't know. Start like, that right? is fucking awesome. That's <laughs> such a good feeling. It's the best feeling yeah. in the world. <laughs> it's just like the top gives, only by one is when you get to do the Bon Jovi moment where you hold the mic out and the whole crowd <laughs> sing it back. Oh, yeah. please. I've had that once yeah. to the point I completely missed my cue because I was <laughs> fucking completely taken back. It was the shed completely like sold out. Wow. So there was a good, at least 100 people in there. Like it was packed in a well, tiny room. Did I play that? No, this was in one of my old I bands. Say, I don't remember the last that. song I come out in, so I played <laughs> drums in that band and I come out and did um, Back In because right. there was some oohs and ahs <laughs> before I had to jump back on the kit so I come out and I was you know fucking hype man in you know play with the crowd and, and then I did my oohs and then when it comes to my ahs I held the mic out thinking oh it's be fucking Bon Jovi and the whole fucking crowd sang it back awesome. and I was like oh fuck oh god I missed my next ooze I had to jump in my arse and then I had to quickly run behind the drum kit it's such a good feeling yeah. just Did getting that crowd reaction when you get a crowd in the palm of your hands it's only like I've I've been really lucky actually because like a lot of the covers bands I played in like especially the Rebels we like we we'd have that quite a lot of nights mm. like because when you play in little pubs like it's completely different to Alpha State where we were going and playing actual venues and like yeah. we did a few like smaller pub gigs and stuff but it was all like originals nights mm. and things where you're with loads of other bands but uh, with the Rebels we're all the covers stuff you you're the only band so. You, you get to like a little pub in a little village where they don't get all all they have to look forward to all, all week is the pub's entertainment yeah and like so you, they fucking come out to play don't they? yeah <laughs> they're, they're there to have a good time listen to your music fuck about like get get smashed and mm. just like just act like knobs and um, have a good time like so you just give them a good time not with your dick but um, that comes later <laughs> yeah so you do get that moment but it was like amplified by a hundred in Alpha State because they were original songs yeah. that we'd written together. Sorry, man, you guys were good. Like, and to have people, strangers singing their words back to you is just orgasmic. Um, yeah, man. I think back to that, that time. Yeah, I still jones for those moments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I'm it, so it just gives you, like, the amount of adrenaline 
Like playing with like rebels, you do like two or three hours mm. a, a night, like and it's just you non-stop, blah blah blah. But with Alpha State, it was like thirty minute sets or forty if we're lucky. Fucking yeah. balls to the wall, like yeah. all out, like just go over smash it. it, and it's just like pure shot of adrenaline, like when you get a crowd in such a short amount of time to mm. be like into what you're doing. And like, and then have them all cheering at the end of one of you to play an encore. <laughs> that nothing beats that when yeah. it comes to playing live. Just, just uh, going back to what you were saying about uh, holding the mic out and getting to finish your lyrics, sort of thing. Did you see that thing of is it DJ Khaled recently? It was it some sort of. It looked like a wrestling or boxing ring, sort of things. So I'm assuming it was one of them events. I think it was in Japan, possibly, and. He comes out and he's like doing all his, I'm going to use air quotes here, rapping. He uh, does that whole thing of holding the mic out to let him finish his song. Mm. And uh, yeah, just silence. Not, not even crickets, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But he'd be like... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> No, oh, it was absolutely horrific. Yeah, it's a different beast in Japan, isn't it? Yeah, I, I but then also when they go to like metal shows, they go fucking so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> how they walk after being in that crowd is fucking insane. I'm sure I've heard actually. It's only recently. I think it's possibly because of COVID or something like that. They've been allowed to start cheering at events again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using that as an example of how it disciplined very Japanese, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm using that as an example of how disciplined they are. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to stereotype or anything, but they are obviously serious about that sort of stuff. You know, a lot of the nations in that sort of area of the world mm. are, but they are just so perfect with it. They go to events, but they see things they like and don't cheer, but they know it's good. They like maybe clap politely or something, which fair enough, you know. Maybe we need some of that over here. Apparently, it's like because I go back to Aerosmith again. (laughs) I have recently just watched one of their concerts. They've been releasing the concerts on YouTube from their archives. So, I watched the 80s one, it was awesome. But um, they're massive in Japan, and uh, that is what it like. Crowds will just stand there and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the end of the song, then they might start clapping. But no cheers or anything, mm. and then like when the next song starts, they just put their hands to the side and they just stand still again. Yeah. And, like apparently it is just like the weirdest thing playing to a crowd like that. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're used to like all all the uh, stuff over in, mm. in the states where everyone's screaming and shouting, having a good time. Like and uh, he's playing with the crowd and stuff. But in Japan, it's not allowed to do it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they don't react yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. That's bizarre. But it's like, um, I don't know if you've seen the, the video for Don't Stop Believing by Journey. It's Great just like a live video. And it's, they're playing in Japan and it's like tiered seating. Oh. Everyone's just sat there watching Journey on this like big stage. <laughs> and, like a bunch of yeah, and obviously like, <laughs> Journey's music, you move to it, isn't it? Like, obviously you're not like moshing or like jumping yeah. around, but like, you, you know, it's, it's, dance it's to it. And yeah, yeah, you move and like jig and yeah, they're all just sat there fucking completely stone faced. <laughs> it's funny. This might sound unintentionally racist, so I'm going to apologise just in case. But um, <laughs> just cancelled on the yeah, day one. Starts dropping slurs. But 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 no, um, I imagine it might be actually be a little bit awkward if you're a band, um, let's say Aerosmith or whatever, and you do the whole thing of holding the mic out. Mm. So you do all that, but if they respond in whatever language it may be, you know, from anywhere in the world, it's not the <laughs> native language the song was sung in. <laughs> they could have repeated what, what the. 
there to listen to if they like it. Yeah, in fact, well, I, I have made that <laughs> in intentionally English, racist. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's actually very fair, yeah. I'm a little bit under the influence at the minute, so let's put it down to that. I mean, to be fair, some acts do, don't they? Like, Eddie Izzard does his yeah. acting like German and French, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it's those about six languages or something yeah. like that. Was, Obviously, that's slightly different with him in stand-up, yeah. but... Yeah. He is a genius. Yeah. I just think he's the uh, comedian's the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the smartest thing I'll ever say. Tom Segura, the American one, he, he does his show exactly the same, but in Spanish as well. Because like, for his South American mm. friends. Um, wow. Gabriel Iglesias does that too. Oh, yeah. Is it about Fluffy? Fluffy, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's quite family friendly as well. He only drops okay. a couple like dirty jokes. But um, Apparently, Frank Skinner's fantastic for that. Yeah. yeah so, sorry, sorry, carry on. Go again. Um, in, in his, I say, latest one, the, 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 the latest one that's on Netflix, he, he tells a joke about. A lot of it's about his son, who's getting a bit older now. Yeah. Like 18 or 19, 20. You know, 21, 22. <laughs> um, He's 45. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, like, Fluffy walked in and caught his son jerking off. So it was really awkward. But then, like, like I think he said, like, you know, out or after, he got a phone call from Snoop Dogg saying, do you want to come around? <laughs> and his son's like, you got to go around. So they go around and get fucked up with... Snoop Dogg. I suppose that might be a little bit of an awkward that, thing. That's kind of like the dirtiest it got. That was it. <laughs> and it was only that one joke, everything else is dead, like family friendly. Oh, fair enough. I imagine it might be uh, a bit weird if you were to, like, becoming a celebrity and, like, just all of a sudden randomly you get, I don't know, some, some famous star, you know, and it's like working your way up the lettering of celebrities, you know, D this, you see this, you be this, but then all of a sudden you might have, I don't know, I mean, Tom Cruise's phone number or something like that. That must be quite a little internal shock to the system. Mm. But yeah, but he only gave you that because he wants your money to give to Scientology. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. So, <laughs> back to the story. Yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Pop on. laughs> cracks started to show. So Adam and the Obed started to lock horns with the guitar guy and a few heated debates started to arise between them and to cut the tension, I would jokingly move sharp objects away from Mr. Obed. <laughs> Before we knew it, Sir Obed finally lost his shit and quit the band. Me and Mr. Neil were devastated. The guy that brought the thunder and was the final piece of the puzzle was gone. We had gigs booked and were beginning to get known around the town, so Guitar Guy promised he would get us the ultimate replacement. Oh, because we had that Terrorvision gig, didn't we, booked? Yeah. And this guy was going to be even better. Tequila. So Obed. But myself and Mr. Neil knew it couldn't be done. So Adam and the Obed was irreplaceable. We took Guitar Guy's word for it, and before too long, we were in a room, and some big, bold dude was setting up for an audition. I think this was the final... Yeah, Final so audition. you skipped, you skipped. We, yeah, the I one. skipped one because I couldn't quite remember it, but that was there. That was the dusty symbol. The dusty symbol dude. First time he sat behind a drum kit. Drum Got guy. really angry. Yeah. Um, right at the very end. Yeah. Just like we came out like after this absolutely atrocious rehearsal for two hours. It was just like, saw me in the saw me in the band or not? And we were like. Yeah. We'll get to, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll have a talk about it and then we'll, we'll get get back to let you know. He's like, Well I need to know now and he's like 
dead impatient, wasn't he? Yeah, and then he like we were like, no, we need to talk about it. And then he was like, oh, I've ain't fucking got in. I'm, 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 it was shit, wasn't it? And then I said to him, well, with an attitude like that, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just not going to happen. Just like, yeah, all scared to talk to him, wasn't he? Yeah, guitar guy him. was. Guitar guy oh, was scared yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> guitar guy was scared. I'll, I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of a lunatic. He was unhinged. It was quite funny because... And dangerous. Yeah, my friend, my other friend, who I rekindled during our split, the band split, I rekindled with an old friend who was in an adjacent band and they took theirs to the step after we were. So we got to, like, EP. They, they'd done their... They'd done, like, three EPs, but then they were starting to tour. Right. And they were playing, like, Rock City and, like, awesome. all the O2 academies, like, across the country. Um, like buying onto tours and stuff like that and that's when his band fell apart but they interacted with that guy oh did they yeah I was like how do you know that guy because like you know we had each on Facebook again and I'm like well, they, that's the guy like please tell me your story and I'll tell you mine after and yeah similar but he tried to swindle them from like a management side he was trying to say like he's good oh, mates with he was like plain white tees uh, and like some of the like you know a bit obscure kind of indie bands but he also had some like pop punk ones they were more of a pop punk band so that kind of appealed to them but yeah he was trying to say like oh we'll get them in America like touring with playing white tees and all this stuff <laughs> obviously complete bullshit yeah you know? <laughs> he was, yeah you could tell he was one of those guys that was full of it like because he was he showed up with his dusty symbols and stuff I was like have you just got them out of your fucking garage or something was like <laughs> Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what? And he set his but, kit up really strange as well. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been playing recently, just saw another kit. Like, oh, right, okay, so why don't you bring them some balls? Just the new dusty ones. Oh, yeah, I don't know how these good sound. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Guitar guy, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, guitar guy, what are you doing? Beep. Bold drum so, yeah. guy number four, this one would have been. Yes. Yeah. Drum, drum guy, guy four. Number four. Big uh, bold dude. Miking up his drum kit. <laughs> no, yeah. That was a red flag. Miking up the drum kit. Looked very angry. It was yeah. in very much of a rush. Was getting very. They stressed. were really fucking late as well, weren't they? Yeah, it was like because he was with someone else, wasn't he? With his kid or something. Come with his kid. His lad. Yeah. But yeah, it was like what in his forties or at least late forties. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, he has a massive fucking bold dude. I'm trying to think of who he looked like. But he wasn't tall massive. He was really short, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was like beefy. Yeah, like he was thick. He like, was wide. <laughs> yeah, he was like a thick Mitchell brother. Yeah. He was like the, the third Mitchell brother. Yeah, he looked like, you know, the dodgy bouncer <laughs> at a weird, like, dodgy pub. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so this guy showed up rushing around. And starts micing his kit up and we're like, oh, what are you doing? Just mic him up. It was, mic- it was micing his snare, his bass. Like everything, yeah. His cymbals. And all these little clip-on mics. But plugging into this really f- fucked up amp, wasn't it? That like, made it sound really bad. Or was he plugging straight into the PA? It's a PA. And he turned it all up and yeah. it was all, like, all the levels were yeah. off and stuff. So I'd mix, I'd mix it down. And get it to yeah. a, basically turn it off because he's playing a live drum kit in and a then, small room. <laughs> then you just come over and turn it up. Yeah, we were just like, right, start from save yourself. That was the whole setup. Like, yeah, yeah. And it, oh, it was so loud, wasn't it? It was loud, it was but also like, it wasn't even half time. It was like he half, went, half time. 
Yeah. So like our song oh, sounded like because the this our tempo was similar to like older Metallica, you know, like a master of puppets, like yeah, a bit fast. It was so you know, it was quite thrashy. He played it like Black Sabbath. <laughs> it was save really us, slow. Yeah, save yourselves. It was a little slower than that. What's going on? <laughs> like, that was really weird. And they were like, no, go a bit faster, mate. And, it was, and then he just started playing it like double speed. Or like <laughs> yeah, then he tried to argue that we were playing it wrong. Yeah. Because he oh, learned yeah. it all week. He was like, no, you're coming into the wrong place. And we're like, no, mate, we wrote the song. <laughs> we know exactly where we We've played this thing every single week for about yeah. a year and a half, two years now. We must have played this song over a thousand times. Like, <laughs> I can actually play it without looking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you're the one that's playing it wrong. And uh, he got the proper arsey, didn't he? And uh, I, I got... I just remember looking at you. Oh, we started like, fucking around, didn't we? Yeah. And just looking at you in disbelief. It's yeah. Like, are we really, is this really happening? Like, we've got this gig coming up. Didn't you start singing about Deadpool and stuff like that? Like, yeah, I know we probably. just started dicking around. I think yeah. I played the whole song with my wild pedal on, so it's like Jimi <laughs> Hendrix in it. They were saying to me, like, oh, you're putting me off because you're not singing the right words. Like, <laughs> you don't even know the song. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> doesn't matter if you know the words or not. What are you listening to the words for? You're supposed to be listening to the bass and the guitar keeping yourself in time but you can't keep time because you keep yeah. speeding up and slowing down I'm like oh yeah that's it because I kept going to it faster faster <laughs> yeah. like getting more and more like and then you started singing it yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah this song's too slow you need to go faster 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 <laughs> take your time <laughs> yeah I started yeah. mocking him didn't I? Yeah. yeah I did get because I think Oh, he had it in his monitors as well, didn't he? So he would have heard oh, you yeah. in his head. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just, I think even was starting to get the guitar guy was starting to get really pissed off with me because he yeah. could tell that I was just like, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And like, I remember looking at you, and we we're both looking at each other with a, the sad puppy dog faces on. Yeah. Just like, that's it. Because another part that um, you must have forgotten was that. Because we had the gig with Terrorvision, <laughs> we were supporting Terrorvision. Yeah. They they handpicked us, That's which it. was amazing. And I was just remember thinking, if we go on with this guy, yeah. we're gonna look like a joke. But also at this point, we're like three weeks away yeah. from this gig. So I before oh, we yeah. audition after the, after after Drum Guy three, the one with the dusty symbols, I said like I'll learn it on drums because I can play drums. That's I was it. like, we'll play without bass. Bass isn't that important like you can limp along with no bass yeah. I've been in bands where we didn't have a bass player and you we still gigged and you can you can you just tweak your guitar tone a bit to make it a little bit more bassy and it kind of covers it all and I learnt the songs like they weren't exact because I am no fucking Sir Obed like <laughs> you know guitar guy's a wizard on, on the guitar like Sir Obed's a wizard on the kit like yeah. that guy can play anything but I got it to it was reasonable it was in time it was pretty close you know, some of it to the original, but it was doable. Yeah. But Guitar Guy did not want to do that. Yeah, he was not having it, was No, it? he yeah. was adamant we had to get another drummer. I remember as well, just, like, having conversations with Guitar Guy, saying, like, after that rehearsal we had yeah. with, the, with the angry dude, and, like, I remember saying to him, look, that guy, there's no way that that guy is going to be able to play at 
a level that's acceptable. Yeah. Like, that's not going to make us sound bad. Like, I can tell that he isn't capable of doing that. I've played, mm. I've played with a lot of drummers, a lot of really good drummers, and bad drummers, you can spot, they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you've got a bad drummer, yeah, there's just no yeah. getting around it. Like, mm. it's going to sound shit. Because a bad drummer will put everyone else yeah. off. Like, if you play a few bump notes on a bass, it's not putting the guitar guy off. No. And uh, but and if the guitar guy carries on his solo a bit mm. longer, a good drum guy is backing that up. Yeah. And, like, so... But if the drum guy is not there, you, you've not... Like, if he starts coming in at a different time or doesn't go with the flow of the tune, predict what's coming up and, like, go with it and correct stuff, yeah, you just... You're fucked, yeah. basically. A bad drummer is you might as well just not have a band yeah <laughs> you might as well just have a, a backing track yeah playing. it was annoying because you know, as I said I practiced and I, I say it wasn't exact because Obed's fucking wizard but no, like but it would have got us through that gig 100% we would have got through yeah. it it would have been completely acceptable probably would have got another gig out of it if, if guitar guy because like, it honestly wouldn't have been go, yeah. I reckon it could have worked yeah but it was having someone that wasn't Sir Obed that was going to be the problem because yeah. it just, we didn't have the time to get them ready mm. and the guys that we did get in like we wasted too much time getting guys in because yeah. that was like two separate weeks that we had to audition like three weeks mm. and it was just eating time so the time we had left to get someone up to speed unless they were another Obed it just wasn't happening yeah like but if it was just the three of us, like say you on the drums, because you know the songs yeah. already, like an, another drummer coming in is hearing them for the first time. Yeah. And like it takes a lot of time to, to know where you're at in a song mm. and like learn the structure of a song. And you had it there already on the yeah. bass. And you'd had the recordings and we'd played all those songs so many times. that mm. with your drumming abilities, you would have been able to pick it up. We might have had to play a few songs a little bit slower or like speed some up mm. a little bit or whatever, but we could have got it a lot quicker and like say, break the barrel and get through. Yeah. But alas. <laughs> On to the next bit. Yeah. I know what's coming up. I was going to so, say it, but. Well, I wrote here. I, I, won't d- go I, into d- I didn't want to spoil your script. And yeah. <laughs> I wrote here. I won't go into details. <laughs> we just did go into quite a lot of detail that's all we have been doing I didn't remember the details but it was utter dog shit and my heart sank halfway through the first song after multiple false starts and I could tell it was over I decided there and then I was going to leave the band it all got a bit nasty after that between me and Guitar Guy well I'm just going to hop in real quick (laughs) (laughs) is that I felt exactly the same as you did literally halfway through the first song like this we're done yeah. you could we're just done. tell like, and then it was our last shot at getting another yeah. robot and the, it, it was just worse the next day worse. we texted each other at the same time didn't we like we need to have a chat <laughs> I was like wow spooky me too yeah and then we both had the exact same thought like, it was so, heartbreaking yeah it was heartbreaking to say it, but after the reputation that we all built up yeah to have gone ahead with it would have mm-hmm. just ruined everything yeah. that we worked for. So we just had to hang our heads and yeah. bow out because there's no point in embarrassing yourself. No. Like, when you know it's inevitable that you're going to look stupid, you've Ooh. just got to say, nah, I'm not I'm not putting myself through that. Guitar guy was full tilt, willing, enthusiastic as normal. Yeah. 
Right, it wasn't there. He was just like, oh, no, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to be brilliant. No, sorry. But I've heard this a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> what, with the supporting big-name bands? Yeah. Getting our single on a, on a computer game released in America. Yeah, that one, that one did happen. It did happen four years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mind, but the original version of that game on the Mega Drive was amazing. It was one of my favourite games growing up. Yeah. But that particular game, admittedly, I tried it on like, the Games of Gold like free trial thing that they have, and mainly just to hear your song on there, basically, yeah. because I'm like that. But uh, the game itself was not the best. Unfortunately, it was all right. Don't get me wrong, no. but it wasn't. It didn't have the same playability that the Mega Drive one did all those years ago. Yeah, it went because it, the Mega Drive one's simpler. But yeah, I, I, think, I think that was <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so it was more arcade, whereas this was yeah. more like full on. Yeah, NFL sim. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, we've hijacked your thing again. No, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I like, so, yeah. I like the detail because it's the details that I forget. I just yeah. remember vaguely got pretty nasty <laughs> like between me and guitar guy yeah uh, but we won't go into details on yeah, that yeah we won't go into details on that mainly because I can't remember them but I do know it was pretty bad but it was on both sides yeah I remember but some but... wasn't just me being a complete dick as usual <laughs> I think I did a fairly good job of being honest and brutal at the same time maybe went a little bit far yeah I do remember when they got a new singer and he was going he went ahead because he just carried on didn't he yeah, he replaced us. Like he just replaced us <laughs> with his other band that he was in. Yeah, and like obviously they were doing a covers thing. Not gonna knock them and stuff. <laughs> I went to their first gig, the Soundhouse. Mm. Yeah, I remember messaging guitar guy and saying, "If your band plays any of the songs that I wrote or co-wrote, <laughs> I'm gonna jump on the stage and I'm gonna tear your equipment to pieces. <laughs> and I'm gonna smash the fuck out of everything." <laughs> Now, I'm not a violent or physical guy. I use my words as my weapons, and so I didn't want to have to do it, but I thought, I've said it now. (laughs) So if it happens, I've got to do something. I remember showing up at the gig, being at the door, and talking to the promoter, who was a guy that I'd started getting friendly with and got the gig in the first place, Mm. like, through this guy. Because that was it, wasn't it? We'd done all of the gigs that had arranged for us. So the guitar guy had arranged all of our gigs, like while we were together but while we were getting popular and stuff I was making connections with as many people as I possibly could Mm. and started getting gigs booked but they were for like after we'd broken up and like like all these really good gigs that were coming along that are going to be like guaranteed packed out people and like we might got a little bit of cash money out of it yeah get a bit of cash off the door all that kind of stuff we had them all booked and in line, like with all these people that I've been schmoozing with, and so mm. I was just thinking about just get get gigs done, guitar then, guy gigs done. Oh, the guitar yeah. guy, <laughs> you were doing so well. <laughs> I know it's gonna be like the drinking so, game, isn't yeah. It? Oh, yeah. This is so hard. Uh, so get the guitar guy's gigs done, and then they're the like, it's like Pavlov's bell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then we're on to the juicy stuff that's gonna get us to the next stage, which yeah. would have been touring. So that that was like how it was all going, and that's the trajectory we were on as well. And it was it was going to happen mm. if uh, so. Didn't leave. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't blame him though. No, mm. I can't. The thing he, with drummers, he, he like, was bang on the money. Right? <laughs> yeah, Here we go. this isn't a knock. I can't on blame Adam. him, but the thing with drummers, <laughs> this, this isn't a knock on Adam. But every drummer I've ever met, apart from Bar, maybe one or two 
have anger issues and snap quickly and have short tempers. <laughs> and like, if something goes wrong with a kit, hashtag not all drummers to start like screaming, shouting, effing, and hashtag just most of them. <laughs> yeah, the dropping C bombs and like yeah, kicking their stuff sure. to bits and saying I'm going crazy. When you have an argument with a drummer, it tends to flare up pretty quickly. Um, with Adam, it's, it's safety no devices get flown across the yeah, room. Like the difference, but the difference between me and you conversing with Adam is though. We know what buttons not to press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know when you know there's a the very big clear line. fuck off red ones. The, yeah. the, the hard to miss. When you're in the dude's house <laughs> using all his gear for free yeah. and he's not charging you a penny. Yeah, fair play. You start getting a bit out of line with the things that you say. Like everyone has disagreements. We've all disagreed with him. He's yeah. disagreed with us, but we just get up because we're all mates. With guitar guy, he. He had trouble seeing the line that's in the sands. Like, he'd have a disagreement with Sir Obed, and instead of just going, all right, fair enough, yeah, okay, we'll try it your way, or we'll try it my way, or, like, coming to a compromise, which is what any other rational person Mm. would do, he'd just stick to his guns and say, no, I'm right, and I'm doing this, and this is how it should be, blah, blah, blah. Adam is a very headstrong guy, Mm. and, like, and he's, if he has an opinion, like, he's always willing to compromise with stuff. Mm. Like, credit where credit is due. Even though he might disagree with a lot of things that you say, you can agree to disagree. Yeah. But with Guitar Guy, he was a bit pedantic and, like, a little bit pushy with, it, with yeah. his opinion, and he would not be willing to budge or compromise in any way. And so their little discussions flare up into arguments and then end up super tense <laughs> let's say because guitar guy is also a very meek and individual he's a very slender guy isn't he? he's not a fighter yeah. uh, I don't think he's much of a lover either was a vegan <laughs> <laughs> so was we'll, a vegan. we'd always joke about his bones being made of glass <laughs> like, and, yeah he, he took a good ribbon he was a good sport <laughs> he dished it back as well yeah like, he, he did dish it back he, well, it he did attempt to dish it back when I'm on form fucking drop his gut every time <laughs> <laughs> he closed the door <laughs> oh, no vegan farts that's just the worst farts I've smoked rotting veg farts. coming out of his ass. my ma has some best <laughs> farts, some really bad farts and I uh, oh, don't miss them <laughs> but yeah so anyway so I got a bit nasty with him but me bring, being brutally honest as usual versus guitar guy and his pettiness. But I loved hanging out with Mr. Leal, Sarah Obed, and the one they call Kemp. So we stayed in touch via the WhatsApp group. All we did was change guitar guy to Kempin, and the magic was back, albeit without the music. So there you have it. From then on, Poo Finger Club continued and still does to this day, many years later. And now we can share it with you, our listeners. So yes, that is our oh, yeah. super secret origin story of how yes. our group was made. The short version is, we had a WhatsApp group when we were in a band that Adam called the Pooh Finger. Because of a joke <laughs> you Pooh made. Finger. And then when our band broke up, and the guitar <laughs> guy left, we just put camping in instead of him. I can't believe you just condensed an hour and 20 minute conversation into yeah. <laughs> a sentence too long didn't read and since then we've didn't had listen. a couple of the groups and we called them Poo Finger 2 uh, Turbo Edition Big yeah. Criminals so yeah, yeah that's why we come on Facebook because right? we were scared that the, the, the yeah. FBI was to see in our memes but the, the yeah. other thing is that amuses me about the Poo Finger moniker like when I say to my mum or dad 
Well, they say, oh, what are you doing? Oh, busy tonight, going to poofing club. It's just, like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's become the norm. They're like, oh, they'll say, oh, what are you doing tonight? You're going to see the poofing boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in my house, they ask, like, oh, you know, if you've got poofing tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it cracks me up every time it's not exactly the same in mine but uh, due to recent events I've just had to move back into my mum temporarily and uh, every now and then I'm driving along and I'll just get a little notification pop up just saying you know blah 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 message from Poofinger and she's just like what's Poofinger I'm like long story don't worry about it <laughs> give it um, a few weeks and she'll be referring to us all as Poofinger yeah. as well. oh, I'm sure she will yeah. yeah it's quite funny when I'm driving and Pings up on the phone. Normally, yeah. one of my kids has got it doing doing the DJ, and like, oh, poo fingers just texted me. Don't open it. I have changed mine not to preview the text, <laughs> just <Yeah>. in case. <laughs> you know, no, there's yeah. something Luckily, quite normally horrific. Normally, it's just a photo, there. so it literally just says photo. Yeah. Like, Fuck, don't open it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Far too young for that content. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Now you know everything there is to know about the origins of the name Poofinger. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. If you are liking what we're doing, please, by all means, reach out to us and let us know. Uh, you can find us everywhere, all over the place, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we've got a subreddit. Uh, we've got an Instagram page, all kinds of jazz, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we have new episodes every Friday, so subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and stay up to date on all things poo-related. So until next time, thank you everyone. Much love. <laughs> I can't remember when I've had a more pleasant day. <laughs>